Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. All right, welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. I'm <laughs> Joe. How are you today? I'm doing good. What a, what a yeah. busy news weekend, huh? Yeah, nothing to talk about, folks. Slow yeah. news weekend. Uh, thanks for tuning in to the Dan Bongino Show today. Yeah. My gosh. I, we were going to do a special show this weekend, Joe and I, but uh, candidly, folks, I didn't know what to talk about. There were so many stories, Syria, McCabe, Comey, um, so much stuff. I'm like, you know what? Let's just save it for Monday because we'll wind up doing two or three special shows. So, <laughs> yeah. But I'm going to talk to Joe later about doing a, uh, a, a something outside project here with podcasting. You all might be interested. I haven't even mentioned it. I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah, what the hell I'll get to about? that in a little while. Uh, yeah, it's interesting. A new idea I have. Um, really, I do have a lot to get to, so let's uh, get right to it today. Today's show brought to you by our buddies at Filter By, who writes these. They write their copy uh, themselves. This is great. They write these ads. Listen to the ads. It's spring cleaning time, and like Trump is cleaning out corrupt officials, you can clean up the air you breathe and make your HVAC system great again. And folks, don't procrastinate. Otherwise, dust, mold, pollutants, allergy-aggravating junk will clog up your HVAC system. It becomes inefficient. It'll end up costing you a lot of money. Sounds like the federal government. Clean up the system with my friends at FilterBuy, America's leading provider of HVAC filters for homes and small businesses. We love FilterBuy. They carry over 600 different filter sizes, including custom options, all shipped free within 24 hours. Plus, they're manufactured right here in America. FilterBuy offers a multitude of MERV options all the way up to hospital grade, so you'll be removing dangerous pollen, mold, dust, and other allergy-aggravating junk out of the air while maximizing the efficiency of your system. Save yourself some money there, too. Right now, you save even more money. You can save 5% when you set up auto delivery, and you'll never have to think about air filters again. Save money, save time, breathe better with FilterBuy.com. That's FilterBuy.com, FilterBuy.com. We love these guys. So, I've got some... You know, I hate to overuse terms because it sounds hyperbolic, but some seriously explosive connections mm. that I'm going to make for you today that uh, you are not going to want to miss. Joe, I have not rehearsed these with you at all, nope. but a hat tip to my co-author on my book, Denise McAllister, uh, for uncovering a connection I have missed the entire time. And it's going to blow your mind. But before we get to that, I'm, I'm not trying to keep you like in suspense. I do have to get to Comey last night. Mm. Um, a lot of... Comey just completely discredited himself in the FBI last night. He came off like a petty child. Joe, one part I discussed this on Fox and Friends this morning I thought was particularly telling about the Comey interview. And Joe and I have to get up early. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it's tough. You're kind of watching it with like one eye open. (laughs) So, you know, we both get up early to do our day to get up at five for uh, Fox and Friends. But one of the things he said, which was so petty, was that after the Trump, that he, he, it's clear he dislikes Trump, that after his meetings with Trump, he would go home and he would memorialize them in these memos, which there's nothing inherently wrong about, I guess, except for the fact that he shared the memos that may have contained classified information with the media. He shared, he literally leaked them to the media. It's not, you know, he admitted to it under oath. That's disturbing enough. What was particularly disturbing is he didn't seem to have replicated that same behavior with Barack Obama. Yeah. Now, I get it that a lot of the liberals will say, well, Dan, you're making your point, making our point. You're making the point that Comey didn't trust Barack Obama. And he, and he uh, uh, excuse me, Comey didn't trust Trump and trusted Obama. Folks, what leads you? I don't understand. Clearly, the Obama administration was implicated in a unbelievably complex and disturbing scandal to spy on their political opponents. They had a history of uh, corrupt activities, including the IRS scandal, Fast and Furious, the GAO scandal, the VA scandal. So Jim Comey felt no need whatsoever to memorialize his meetings with Donald Trump there. Uh, Excuse me, Barack Obama, forgive me. But then with Donald Trump, every time they speak, he goes home like a little kid, Joe. Like I said this morning, like a, a kid who rats on his brother because he got gum in his hair, mm-hmm. right? He got, look at this. Let me put this memo down. Oh, by the way, let me leak it to my media friends. What a petty, small guy. For a guy who's 6'8", and portrays himself as some giant of the, you know, of integrity, some, some virtuous white knight, he strikes me, Joe, as one of those... Uh, you know what I want to say here? Like, I saw these guys in the Secret Service. <laughs> One guy specifically in the Secret Service used to drive me crazy. I didn't know him personally, but I knew people who did. And he used to portray himself as like the perfect agent. Like, I looked apart. I act apart. I talked apart. Get, you know, GT blank go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Get lost, brother. Please, with the ego. This is what Comey strikes me as. One of these guys who looks at the mirror in himself every day and is like, 
Look at me. Hey, look at that. Now, there is the example of the ultimate male, like Thunderlips. Narcissism, from, uh, man. Exactly. Yeah, Narcissus himself, right? Staring yes. at himself in the water, reflection. This is Jim Comey staring at himself in the mirror. Now, um, I got a couple of things I want to hit from it that are important. We have a cut from the interview, and I want to, because this confirms, not that I'm trying to pat myself on the back here, but confirms something I told you a long time ago on the show. I didn't go back and research the show. It doesn't matter. But a long time ago, I had said to you and Joe, I said, folks, listen, make no mistake. Comey's decisions in this entire operation were were. The, his decisions on the email investigation, his decisions on the Trump team. Because a lot of people said, no, he was trying to hurt Hillary. I'm not setting this up right. A lot of a lot of folks who, who are trying to defend Comey, Joe, will say, oh, look, he was, uh, you know, he was he was such a bipartisan actor. He didn't care that he was hurting Hillary by giving that July 5th press conference. And even though he exonerated her, which he wasn't authorized to do. He's not a prosecutor. Right. He laid out all this negative information. Therefore, he was a bipartisan actor, Joe, and he was looking to hurt Hillary. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Liberals are trying to give him credibility now because he's attacking Trump by saying, oh, no, it's a fair attack because he attacked Hillary, too. Look, he gave that July 5th press conference, and even though he, he, uh, he said that he, they wouldn't prosecute, which was not his job to do that, or wouldn't recommend prosecution, that he laid out damning information that hurt Hillary. Mm -hmm. Point number two the liberals make, that, oh, Comey's a fair actor, he hurt Hillary too, and we should listen to him on Trump, was his, right, exactly, was his uh, reopening of the Hillary email investigation uh, 10 days before the election. Now, I had said to you in a prior episode, and don't ever forget this, this is a critical takeaway, Jim Comey has entirely discredited himself. The re- you remember this, Joe? Giving me the thumbs up. Yeah, there. It came, that came right to mind when I heard. Yeah, this. when I told you to yeah. get that get that cut. The reason Comey did all of that, laid out all that negative information on Hillary, and reopened the investigation ten days before, is because he entirely understood that Hillary was going to win the election. He was a Hillary fan. He wanted to either continue on, become the attorney general. So what he was doing was he was laying out the information before the election, folks, already assuming Hillary was going to win in an effort to legitimize what would otherwise otherwise become an illegitimate presidency if he didn't clear the deck beforehand. Does that make sense? Please digest what I'm telling you. Because it's critical to understanding Comey's motivations. I'll play the cut in a minute, yeah. and you'll I'll confirm what I told you six months ago. He understands, because he's the FBI director, that there is a basically binder full of information on Hillary that is devastating on the email case and on other things. He gives these press conferences before the election not to hurt Hillary. Don't believe the liberal myth. Oh, he's a bipartisan actor. Look, he hurt Hillary, too. He's doing it to clear the deck for her later on. So when she becomes president, they can say, oh, we already talked about that stuff. The voters took it into account and it didn't matter. Does that make sense? Now, in case you didn't believe me six months ago. Wasn't the decision to reveal influenced by your assumption that Hillary Clinton was going to win and you're concerned that she wins. This comes out several weeks later and then that's taken by her opponents to sign that she's an illegitimate president. It must have been. I don't remember consciously thinking about that, but it must have been because I was operating in a world where Hillary Clinton was going to beat Donald Trump. And so I'm sure that it that it was a factor. Like I said, I don't remember spelling it out, but it had to have been that that she's going to be elected president. And if I hide this from the American people, She'll be illegitimate the moment she's elected, the moment this comes out. Okay, there it is Uh, from the horse's mouth. I I told you, Jim Comey was not trying to hurt Hillary Clinton. Stop telling people that. Jim Comey was exclusively trying to legitimize what he felt would be, oh, was that ABC News? Yeah, Yeah. that was ABC News. Yeah, that was the George Stephanopoulos interview from last night, of course. Joe Joe sent me, that was good, Joe. Joe's like pointing to his phone like with a (laughs) text. That's right. Um, so hat tip to ABC News there for the interview last night. But he is not trying to to hurt Hillary. He's trying to help her. 
Now he goes, oh, well, you know, maybe not consciously. Get lost, Jim. Come on. And by the way, on the FBI case, uh, the reopening of the case 10 days before the election, liberals will go, look, he's, we need to trust Comey who bashes Donald oh, Trump yeah. because he was going after and he reopened the case 10 days out. Guys, ladies, I already told you what happened there. I'll tell you again for you new listeners. The NYPD and the FBI New York office, there was already some bad blood there between the New York office and the FBI and the D.C. headquarters based FBI. Just read the Andy McCabe stinging IG report this weekend where Andy McCabe, by the way, blamed the the FBI manager in charge of the New York field office. The assistant director, he blamed him for a leak. Andy McCabe did. Folks, think about what I just told you, right? The number two at the FBI, Andy McCabe, the leaker, the one who was fired a few days before he could collect his pension early. Andy McCabe, in this IG report, this internal affairs report, they nailed him to the wall. He leaked information about the Clinton Foundation investigation to the media to save his reputation, his own reputation. And then he calls the assistant director in charge of the New York field office and blames him for it. There's already a bunch of bad blood there. What I'm getting from folks is that when the Wiener computer... I know. You can't. There's, there's you can't no other way to do it. There's no other way to do it. The Wiener computer. The Wiener computer. When, <laughs> I know. We're like kids. It's like it's like bathroom Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the Anthony Wiener computers discovered where he's uh, engaging in inappropriate contacts with a minor, which you all know. It's a family-friendly show, right? They discover Clinton emails on the computer. The NYPD and FBI New York office knows this. I'm getting from people that they had said in some way, hey, that the the FBI headquarters was afraid. I shouldn't say they said. The FBI headquarters, Comey and his other folks, the swamp, were afraid that the New York field office was going to somehow leak that to the media that new Clinton emails had been discovered. That's why Comey comes out and reopens the case with the letter to Congress 10 days out. Not because he was trying to hurt Hillary. You just heard him say it. He thought Hillary was going to be the president. He wanted to make her legitimate. It's him saying it, not me. Although I did say it six months ago because someone told me that. Folks, this is not hard to figure out. Comey was not a nonpartisan or bipartisan actor. He was trying to make Hillary legitimate. So he comes out 10 days before the election. I'm going to leave this off here, but I want you to understand what I'm saying. He writes the letter to Congress reopening the investigation 10 days out into Hillary, which I'm sure hurt her. I'm I'm not disputing in any way that it helped her. Oh, yeah. But, Joe, there's a way to stop that. Yeah. You know the way to stop that? Don't set up a private email server and email people illegally. I'm I'm just saying. (laughs) And what, you're mad people found out, Hillary? No, I personally don't care. Thank you. So the leak was designed to prevent a leak they couldn't control from the New York field office or the NYPD, which would have been even worse. So Comey's coming out. He says, listen, if we just get out ahead of this, we can, uh, you know, we could probably handle it real quick, make it go away and exonerate her right before the election. We have 10 days to do it. It's obvious. A couple more things about Comey, just to show you how, how what a bad actor this guy is. A couple snippets from his book I picked up on. He gives he nails Petraeus to the wall, Joe, in his book. He's like Petraeus leaked information to his David Petraeus, the uh, decorated general. He goes Petraeus and Hillary's cases were different because Petraeus had a mistress. He knew the mistress was taking classified information. He was aware of it. And Hillary, it was basically careless kind of stuff. No, no, folks, it wasn't. There are this is absurd. So let me just to be clear, let's distill this down to a. A quick bullet point so you all get what Comey's saying. He says David Petraeus was guilty for leaking information because he gave it to his girlfriend. It was classified and he must have therefore known. But Hillary oh, was just reckless and careless. Ladies and gentlemen, there are emails with Hillary and her surrogates, her, 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 her subordinates, excuse me. And in some cases, surrogates, people would stand in for it, right? Demanding that people strip classified markings off of a document and then send it on over a, over an unsecured server. How? What? I don't, I don't get it. What's the difference? That is a distinction with no difference at all. Oh, Petraeus knew, but Hillary knew, but didn't know when she knew. What are you talking about? 
She told people to strip classified markings off of sensitive information and send it over an unsecured server. What's the difference? By the way, one other thing that re- I'm not listen, I'm not buying this crap book. Luckily, I've gotten some snippets of it from folks. I don't recommend you do either. This guy is an embarrassment to the FBI, Comey. But another point. Oh, so Petraeus is guilty because he knew, but Hillary knew, but didn't know and knew and was therefore careless. Where the hell are the 33,000 emails then? Where are they? They deleted 33,000 emails that I'm telling you are not deleted. Wink, wink, nod, nod. But they still, Joe, air quotes, can't find those emails. How is not that not speak to intent? Hey, we demand you turn over the emails. No, we deleted them. Oh, oh, it was a mistake. Was it a mistake? Because that's fascinating. Because I have an article in the show notes today, by the way. The show notes, please read them today. Bongino, go to Bongino.com. Click on the show notes tab or join my email list. We'll send them right to you. An older article from Andy McCarthy, who's done incredible work on this case. But it's older, but it's worth reading. About the deletion of the emails. So just to be clear, let me keep this at 30,000 feet. We're trying to discredit Comey here, who's discrediting himself rather well. Comey's saying, oh, the difference with the Hillary case and the Petraeus case is Petraeus knew what he was doing and Hillary didn't, despite what I just told you, that she she ordered people to strip the markings off emails. Secondly, emails are missing and have been deleted. The third point I'm trying to make is this piece by Andy McCarthy about what they did with the guy who actually deleted the emails. Google the name Paul Combetta. Like comb with a hair comb, E-T-T-A. I have the article. You can just read it at my site, like I said, if I want to. But look at what look at what he did. Look at specifically what he did with bleach bit. He's the bleach bitter. He's the guy who who put them in a black hole. Hillary's emails. Now, I'm gonna get to it in a minute. This is gonna blow your mind. What I think those emails could possibly say, in addition to communications with Obama. There's a bit of speculation that's fair if you want to knock me on, but that's fine. I think I have enough evidence that something may have happened here based on what I'm going to set up in a minute, an angle I missed. But why would they go through such a, a, a an extended effort that was going to leave an internet footprint? The deletion of these emails was going to leave a footprint no matter what. Yeah. Why? Because you know we sent emails and they're just not there. Mm-hmm. Why would you do it if those emails weren't absolutely catastrophic and devastating? February 18, 2016, Combetta speaks to the FBI. This is the guy. Keep in mind, I'm speaking to Hillary's intent here, Joe. Let's take it out to 30,000 feet. The guy who bleach bits Hillary's emails, Paul Combetta, February 8, 2016, lies to the FBI about his recall of deleting the emails. He had been on a conference call with Cheryl Mills and other Hillary consigliaries about this very incident. So February 18th of 2016, Joe, he lies about it. Oh, I can't recall. I don't know. All of a sudden, he realized he's in a world of trouble, Joe. Yeah. That the FBI's onto him. They've got all kinds of information on Combetta that he did, in fact, bleach bit these, and he knew what he was doing. So what does he do, Joe? He gets to, air quotes again, Joe, revise his story on May 3rd, 2016. He says he had it, and this is his words, not mine. Um, uh, He says, oh, you get it. That's his words, not mine. He says he had an O moment. And during that O blank moment, he suddenly recalled that he was told that after 60 days, he was supposed to delete a lot of these emails. Now, why would he revise his story? Fascinating, by the way, Joe, that Mike Flynn, uh, what, what's his face? Uh, uh, Papadopoulos. Uh-huh. And others were never allowed to revise their stories. They were charged with lying to the FBI right away. Hmm? False statements, 1001, the United States Code. They were charged right away. But this guy, who deletes the emails, by the way, has never... Oh, this is infuriating how we have two systems of justice. Joe, he lies to the FBI about deleting them, later recants his lie, and instead of being charged with false statements, Joe, what does he get? In a big double-barrel disc, you see what I'm doing, to the entire justice system, He gets an immunity deal from Comey. An immunity deal. In other words, he'll never be prosecuted on this. You have immunity. He gets an immunity deal, Joe, without ever producing the emails. Without ever cooperating. Without ever... And folks, tell me again, please, how Comey and Mueller are good guys. I, I can't take it anymore. I'm sorry. 
I got an email from a lady, so very nice, by the way, but she thought I was talking about her. I'm not, I'm, there are a lot of people out there who believe this, that somehow Mueller and Comey were good. They were not good guys. They were strictly political, partisan actors. Co- Mueller still is covering the tracks of the Hillary and the Obama administration in an effort to distract you by taking down Donald Trump. There is zero question in my mind. Zero. So tell me again, Jim Comey, how this was just, oh, Hillary did nothing wrong, nothing. She didn't know. She didn't know. Then why did you give immunity to the guy who deleted the emails for absolutely nothing in return? Nothing. No evidence of what the emails were. No no electronic records. No testimony against Hillary. Nothing. He, they just immunized him after he lies to the FBI and they let him go back and un unlie to the FBI. A courtesy, by the way, never extended to Mike Flynn, Joe, General Flynn, despite the fact that the FBI acknowledged Flynn wasn't misleading them in the interview. Folks, again, please explain to me how justice is blind and fair. You Democrats make me sick on this. It is so obvious, so transparently obvious that the justice system has been weaponized. And and it's so pathetic. You guys, you you fake phonies out there, you Democrats, taking the tyrannical turn towards government jackbooted tyranny because you hate Trump. It's so disgusting to watch you claim to be in it for the little guy. You're all about fairness. BS. You're about nothing more than weaponizing the government you love to empower through our tax dollars. This is all you care about to take down your political enemies. Just stop the garbage. Stop the front. Stop the facade. The patina of impartiality. and Just admit it. Just admit it so we know what we're fighting. You're a bunch of jackbooted government tyrants who will weaponize any mechanism in the government you can, any operation or entity, to attack brutal your political enemies cut the crap with this nonsense and Comey's your best friend immunize the guy gets not they get zero out of it nothing <laughs> oh my gosh it's really pathetic I had a piece from but you can read the McCarthy I was going to read a quote but it's and I want there's a lot I want to get through. So in the interest of time, just read the Andy McCarthy piece. It's so good, and you'll understand how this was a t- this was a total complete scam from the start. The FBI. Well, we don't think Flynn misled us. Well, let's let's uh, Joe, let's prosecute him for lying to the FBI. Guys, we just said he didn't lie. Let's prosecute him anyway. Hey, but we have on record this guy Combetta who did lie to us about deleting emails because he acknowledges lying in a revised statement. Now you know what? Let's give him immunity. Yeah. Yep. Nice job, <laughs> fellas. Nice job. And we're all supposed to, by the way, questioning the FBI, Joe, by the way, is, is now, according to liberals, unpatriotic. The same liberals, by the way, <laughs> the pigs in a blanket fry him like yeah. bacon. What do we want, dead cops? When do we want them now, crowd? Yeah, we're all of a sudden not on the side of law enforcement. Please. But you know what? A bypass. Seriously. All right, I got it. This next one is going to really uh, uh, scramble your eggs here. All right, before we get to that, today's show also brought to you by our buddies at iTarget. Best system out there, hands down, for achieving maximum proficiency with your firearm. Whether you're a hunter, you're a sportsman, you're interested in self-defense, police department, law, uh, law any kind of law enforcement, military, uh, you know, first-time gun owner, just want to learn how to use your weapon proficiently. This is the system to do it, hands down. The website's the letter I, itargetpro.com itargetpro.com. Competitive shooters, folks. People who do this for a living, right? They dry fire 10 times more than they lie fire. What does that mean? Dry fire is on a safely unloaded weapon. Check it. Check it twice. Rack the slide to the rear. Look. Look again. Look three times. Take that pinky. Finger probe the chamber. Make sure it's empty. Open that cylinder. Look two, three times. They safely dry fire an unloaded weapon. They go to the range too, but they dry fire 10 times more because you get to practice your trigger control. You get to practice your sight alignment. The problem is you have no idea where the round would have gone. None. Because you're dry firing, obviously. Now, the iTarget guys figured out a way to do this. They will send you a laser round for the firearm you have now. You don't have to do any manipulations, nothing. It'll go, drops right in there. I have a Glock 43. Drop that nine millimeter laser round in there. You dry fire and it emits a laser and you can see exactly where the rounds would have gone on the target because they send you a target too. It works with a phone app. It is People can't put the thing down. They love this thing. It is the greatest system out there. If you have a firearm, you, proficiency matters, folks. Obviously, this is the best way. You'll be shooting the, the, the wings off a fruit fly in a heartbeat. This thing is terrific. Go check it out. iTargetPro.com. iTargetPro.com. Promo code Dan. 
Okay, uh, moving in. Now, Friday's show did absolutely bonkers numbers, our greatest Friday ever. Yep. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. And the core of Friday's show was Mueller is not a good guy. I'm sorry. I don't care what anybody's telling you. He is not. He is deeply, deeply uh, conflicted in this case. Kathy Rumler, uh, the fixer, worked with Andy Weissman, his bulldog. That was the core of Friday's show. Kathy Rumler was the fixer for all of Obama's nonsense. Kathy Rumler is representing people uh, in this case right now that Mueller's investigating. Uh, Rumler was involved in everything. Lisa Monaco, who was one of the the founders, the original people promoting this Trump-Russian collusion theory, is is good pals with Andy Weissman. Your, uh, Your little chart that you put up on Twitter was really helpful. Oh, cool. You like yeah, that? I, I liked it a lot. Yeah. Yeah, good. Yeah, I, I hope so. It, it it helps to kind of pin some of these names. We got some of this coming up in the book, yeah. too, so don't worry. When the book comes out, it's going to explain it all. But just to be clear on what I said on Friday, because it's going to establish this next storyline, Joe, and I, I know you love this. Get ready, Armacost. <laughs> um, Friday's show, the premise was Mueller is conflicted because people involved in the Obama White House, Obama's personal lawyer, who was deeply involved in all of these Obama scandals, is representing people in the case now that Mueller's looking into while they go after Trump people, people who are potentially testifying against the Trump team. Do you understand what I'm saying? That these relationships, they all, Rumler and Lisa Monaco, who was Obama's counterterrorism advisor, by the way, he's friends with John Brennan. She took his position in the White House, matter of fact. Monaco was one of the original initiators of the Russian collusion conspiracy theory. Monaco and Rumler, Obama's lawyer, worked intimately closely with Andy Weissman on the Enron case. They were picked by Mueller to work this case with Weissman, who's now who's now Trump's lead guy. I mean, uh, is now Mueller's, Weissman's Trump's lead guy. There were some people who were confused about Friday's show. Mm. Just let me leave it at this, because it's... Uh, Mueller has personal relationships with people who were deep embeds in the Obama White House that started the Russian collusion fairy tale and others who covered up some of Obama's misdeeds. That was the whole takeaway of the show. Now, I lay it out in detail. By the time you listen to it twice, we only get credit for it once, by the way. But by the time you listen to it two and three times, I promise you it'll make sense. Mueller is deeply, deeply conflicted. He has personal relationships. It would be the equivalent of me investigating Joe Armacost for felonious mopery. Now, folks, I I know it's devastating. Poor Joe. He's been arrested for that so many times in this podcast. I'm not suggesting that it is impossible that I could be unbiased in it. I'm just saying it would be inappropriate. Yeah. It would be my personal duty. Joe, can we both agree Mm -hmm. to come out to the person appointing me and say, guys, listen, I know Joe personally. He's my friend. He's a co-worker with me. We've known each other a very long time. I'm probably not the best guy. Is that not a... Liberals listening to my show because I get your emails. Richard, who emails me all the time. I love his email. He gets angry sometimes. But Richard, serious, he's my my liberal, right? He's that guy who used to call Tom Marr, Melvin or whatever, (laughs) drive him crazy. Melvin, right? (laughs) Richard's my Melvin. He emails me all the time. I'm just asking a simple question. Is it not fair... To ask the question that if Mueller had deeply personal relationships, professional and personal, with people who he panpicked and knew from prior investigations, from prior working relationships, who also had deep, impactful relationships with Barack Obama, professionally and personally, were involved in Obama scandals and involved in the genesis of the Russian conspiracy theory, isn't it fair for Mueller to say, hey, I can't take this, this isn't right? You need someone outside of the Beltway who doesn't know the people involved. Is that, I'm just asking a simple question. Is that not fair? Now, again, hat tip Denise McAllister. She sent me this this weekend. She absolutely like scrambled my eggs because I was on to something, but not this. Mm-hmm. I've been fascinated by another angle of this, folks. Who else is Mueller protecting? It's obvious to me he's protecting Obama. Obama through Spygate and the fact that Trump and, you know, while they bogged down investigating Trump, Trump is not, in fact, looking into the IRS scandal, you know, or ordering it through his uh, through his um, attorney general. It was also obvious to me that he's protecting Hillary Clinton from what I've seen so far. If I'm proven wrong later, I will be the first one to admit it. But who else is he protecting? 
Let me walk you through a series of events. In February of 2014, there's a change in power in Ukraine. Oh, Ukraine, feels you listen to the show, bells and whistles should be going off already. There's a change in power. We install Yatsiniuk over in uh, Ukraine. If I'm saying his name wrong, sorry, I'm always awful with names, but forgive me. I don't know. I, I, my, I just want to get the information out there. So we install our guy under the Obama administration as the prime minister of Ukraine, February of 2014. April 18th, 2014, something fascinating happens, folks. Joe Biden's son, Hunter, is appointed to the board of directors for the, one of the largest natural gas companies in... Ukraine, a company called Burisma, B-U-R-I-S-M-A. I got a hat tip, a market watch uh, piece, by the way. It is in the show notes. Read it today. Please read it. <laughs> Please read it. It is, take your time. It is mind-blowing. A little older, but good. All right, February, we install our guy in Ukraine. April 2014, April 18th, Hunter Biden. Nice job, board of directors, big natural gas company in Ukraine. Four days later, who visits Ukraine? Joey B! And I'm not talking about bag of donuts. I'm talking about Joe Biden. Magically appears in Ukraine. Crazy. Crazy how that happens. April 18th, his son's appointed to the board. April 22nd, he shows up in Ukraine. Now, it may have been a pre-planned trip, but I'm sure it was a pre-planned operation to get his son on the board, too. So that goes out the window, that defense. Now, January 19th, 2017. Joe, fascinating. Who signs a cooperation agreement with the Atlantic Council? I'm going to tie this together for you, so don't worry yet. The Atlantic Council, the same council... Largely funded by the same Ukrainian, Pinchuk, who Mueller's investigating now for a donation to the Trump team that appears entirely legal. Burisma signs a deal with the Atlantic Council in January of 2017, a cooperation agreement. The same council funded by the guy, the Ukrainian, the Mueller team is investigating now for a donation to Donald Trump that appears entirely legal. What have I told you from the start? Investigate Trump. Keep all the invest. I'm, don't worry. I know right now you're confused. And Joe, you should be too. I'm going to yeah, tie this together for I you. I just, if I don't lay this out by a timeline and then go back and make the connection, it'll be very, it'll be even worse. Okay. Mueller's protecting Biden too. Is it possible? Possible, Joe. That in some of those 33,000 emails that are missing, there is some agreement to get Hunter Biden onto this board at Burisma in Ukraine? Yes, it's possible. Yes. Is there some possibility later on that maybe Joe Biden didn't run for president because he understood that Hillary was quite aware of his son's appointment to this board in Ukraine as is I'm just at this point I'm speculating to be fair but there are I'm speculating because if Hillary would just disclose the darn emails we would we'd know the answer it's not my fault I'm not trying to be a jerk about it but is it possible that Hillary's appointment I mean, Hillary knew or somehow promoted the appointment of Hunter Biden to this Burisma board through Pinchuk, who's under investigation by Mueller? Is it possible she knew that and Biden knew that too? And it's one of the reasons Biden had to back away, knowing that this appointment was going to cause him some trouble later on? Now, if this is confusing, I've got to, hold on, I've got to get to some more because I'm not even done yet. Let me just sum it up for you like this. Mueller is investigating people who are involved in multiple spheres. Guys, ladies, Trump was an international businessman Mm -hmm. and a billionaire. He has connections all over the world. Mm -hmm. This is not in dispute. I hope you see where I'm going with this, Joe. Mm -hmm. 
If you investigate Trump and every single business transaction he's ever been involved, I am assuring you, I don't mean this as a moral judgment on Trump or anyone on his team. I am just telling you that of the thousands upon thousands of federal rules, regulations and laws, you will find the crime somewhere at some point. Mm And I'm not suggesting Trump is a criminal. I'm suggesting that the United States is larded up with federal rules, laws, and regulations that make it impossible for you not to be a criminal. Mueller was appointed precisely because he knows all of the players in this operation. Mueller's appointment and Mueller's relentless focus on, because one of the things people are saying in a defense of Mueller and I've, I've heard this multiple times, is, oh, no, look, he's looking at people who are connected to Hillary, too, so therefore, maybe he's a good guy. Why? Because Pinchuk, who he, Mueller's investigating for a donation to Trump, donated $25 million to the Clinton Foundation. I'm telling you, that's not, you're looking at this wrong. He's investigating people who have connections to the Clintons, too, knowing that if he holds something over their head on the Trump side, he could be like, hey, shut up about that Clinton stuff, you understand? Mm-hmm. You see where I'm going with this, Joe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I'm investigating you for felonious mopery, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And a guy I don't know, and and you guys are connected to a third party. Mm-hmm. So Joe and then Joe's friend Frank, and then some guy Bobby gave money to both of them. Yeah. If I want to shield Joe from prosecution, because I'm the prosecutor and I know Joe, what do I do? I go to Bobby, who gave them both money. Mm-hmm. I threaten Bobby. I get I get one of my friends to represent Bobby as lawyer. And I say, listen, if he cooperates against Frank or, uh, you know, if he cooperates against Frank, we'll leave Joe alone because Joe's my friend. You see where I'm going mm-hmm. with this, folks? Mm-hmm. He picked people to hit Mueller that had relationships with both the Clintons and the Trumps. Paul Manafort thinks starting to make sense now. Hmm. Manafort was a business partner with Tony Podesta. Tony Podesta, the brother of Clinton's, uh, Clinton's consigliere, John Podesta. Why isn't why isn't he being investigated thoroughly? Why isn't he been uh, you know uh, subjected to false statements, charges, and things like that? I, I don't know if he made them or, or didn't, but I'm suggesting in comparison to everyone else in this investigation, why is the investigation against Podesta seemingly so different from the investigation against Manafort, even though Manafort was partners with Podesta? Because Mueller's picking people who had ties to both worlds, knowing if he hammers them on the Trump side, he has a cudgel, a tool to use against them to keep quiet about the Clinton stuff. Nothing else makes sense at this point. If you doubt this, show me a Clinton person who suffered any significant legal prosecutorial ramifications to this point. Show me. If I'm wrong later and Podesta goes down and all these other people go down legally, I will correct this. I'm telling you based on the information, there is no evidence to support this thing that Mueller's a good guy. Let's walk back to stuff we just talked about now because I know it was complicated. Mm -hmm. Mueller's investigating people who are tied to Trump and Clinton, but he's only hammering them for their relationships to Trump. Shut up about that Clinton stuff. They pick a guy, Pinchuk, a Ukrainian. Pinchuk, the Ukrainian, has donated $25 million to the Clinton Foundation. Yet he's under investigation and they raided Trump's lawyer's office for $150,000 speaking fee to Trump? What the hell is that? Everybody speaking. I've taken speaking fees. Yeah. That's, folks, it's not illegal to take an honorarium to speak somewhere. I don't know why you would think it is. But according to multiple leaks in the case, he's investigating Trump because Pinchuk donated $150,000 for a speaking fee. He gave $25 million to the Clinton Foundation. Why isn't that under investigation? Pinchuk, the guy they're investigating, are we making sense, folks? Mm -hmm. Mueller's investigating Mm -hmm. Pinchuk, a Ukrainian. Ukrainian has ties to Clinton and Trump. He's only hitting them on the Trump stuff. Pinchuk's donated $25 million to the Clinton Foundation. Pinchuk is also a major donor to the Atlantic Council. The Atlantic Council is key to this. Joe Biden's son gets an appointment to a natural gas group in Ukraine, where Pinchuk's from. 
Joe Biden travels to Ukraine four days after this appointment or the announcement of it. Three years later, the Atlantic Council, funded by the Ukrainian, Mueller's investigating for his ties to Trump, signs a cooperation agreement with the natural gas company that Hunter Biden was appointed to three years earlier. Oh, by the way, the DNC operative, Alexandra Chalupa, Mm -hmm. who was hired to investigate Manafort Mm -hmm. and then left, has significant ties to Ukraine. Remember Evelyn Farkas? Got that audio ready, Joe? Folks, the Ukrainians, elements within the Ukrainian government, it is clear as day right now. We're working with people to influence the operation against Donald Trump. Mueller is covering for that. He's targeting these Ukrainians' conversations that envelope the Trump team, but ignoring their entire operation, as we know so far, against all this foreign cooperation to target the Trump team during the investigation. Now, Evelyn Farkas was a a, uh, former deputy secretary of defense under the Obama administration. On a live mic on MSNBC, on a live show, She gives one of the most damaging statements, self-incriminating statements I've ever heard on live television. Seemingly unaware what she's saying. She gives this interview on MSNBC. I want you to listen to this interview. Let me set up who she is. Deputy Deputy Secretary of Defense, Joe. What regions of the world do you think she covers, Joe? If I said Ukraine, would you be surprised? No. <laughs> Joe's laughing. Deputy Secretary of Defense who covers Russia, Ukraine, and Eurasia. So Farkas is clearly connected to Ukraine. Operators in, the, in, in, in Ukraine are working with people in the DNC to nail the Trump team. Joe Biden's kid is on the board of a major national natural gas company in Ukraine. Biden visits Ukraine. Ukrainians are working with Chalupa to get information out about Trump that's negative. The same operation that Hunter Biden's kid in is on joins up with the Atlantic Council funded by the Ukrainian Mueller's investigating for his connections to Trump. Now, one more thing about Farkas before I play this audio. Where is Farkas, a non-resident scholar or over or non-resident fellow? Oh, the Atlantic Council. <laughs> the same council funded by Pinchuk, who's a major donor to the Clinton Foundation, who they're investigating for a BS donation to Trump. Oh, and by the way, one more thing. Clinton's team, when they were confronted about her relationship with Pinchuk, the Ukrainian, and an email about a dinner, a private dinner at her house Pinchuk was supposed to be at, the Clinton team denied any knowledge of it. Why? Why are they doing that? Why are they denying knowledge of a relationship with Pinchuk while Mueller at the same time is investigating Pinchuk for a relationship to Trump? Why? Why are they denying knowledge of their relationship there? Play that Farkas audio. I was urging my former colleagues and, and frankly speaking, the people on the Hill. Mm-hmm. I, it was more actually aimed, aimed at telling the Hill people, get as much information as you can, get as much intelligence as you can before President Obama leaves the administration, because I had a fear that somehow that information would disappear with the senior people who left. So it would be hidden away in the bureaucracy um, that the Trump folks, if they found out how we knew what we knew about their the staff the Trump staff's dealing with Russians, that they would try to compromise those sources and methods, meaning we would no longer have access to that intelligence. So I became very worried because Mm. not enough was coming out into the open and I knew that there was more. We have very good intelligence on Russia. So then I had talked to some of my former colleagues and I knew that they were trying to also help get information to the Hill. A lot going on today. Yeah. Mark. That's why you have the leaking. This is a big one. I'm dying. My gosh, did she just say that? <laughs> the DEPSEC of defense responsible for Ukraine and that region of the world just admits that they have very special sources and they want information leaked to the Hill about how they have information about Donald Trump while Biden's kid is appointed to a board in Ukraine while a Ukrainian donor who's a major donor to the Clintons, who the Clintons disavow, funds a council she works on. 
a same the same council which signs a cooperation agreement with the natural gas company Joe Biden's kid was appointed to earlier. Folks, is Biden involved in this too? Have you noticed we haven't heard anything about Biden? Is Mueller covering for a 2020 Biden run? Was that another purpose of the special counsel investigation to run interference on Pinchuk to make sure Biden's relationship with Ukraine and Biden's kid, their relationship with Ukraine never came out? While the Ukrainians, remember, folks, I spoke about this on an early show because you may be missing this. There was a DNC operator, Alexandra Chalupa, whose sole purpose was running a, a, a opposition research organization within the DNC. And later she left the DNC to continue her work, Joe, on the outside. Mm-hmm. She was working with people from Ukraine. To get negative information on Trump because they had worked the uh, Ukrainians with Manafort before. That's why I keep telling you why was Manafort? Uh, who, whose idea was it to stick Manafort into the Trump team? I've heard it's Roger Stone. I'm not really even sure that the Democrats didn't somehow have a hand in this. Manafort, they had files on him already because they he'd worked in Ukraine against the Democrats' interests. All of a sudden. This person appears at the DNC, Chalupa, has this file on Manafort before he's even hired, Joe. Mm. The Ukrainians are helping her. (laughs) They then uh, work with this uh, reporter and they get information out there about Manafort and other things. They're working with Ukrainians. While Joe Biden is unquestionably conflicted on this. He's going to say, oh, it's my son. He does his own things. Come on, folks. Come on. How many conflicts do we have to point out? Is Mueller covering this too? Is he looking into this? I thought about this last night. I'm like, the Atlantic Council. Here we go again with this Atlantic Council. Funded by the same donor who funded the uh, the Clinton campaign. Or excuse me, the Clinton Foundation. And the, the Atlantic Council, with uh, Dmitry Alperovich, sits on the same Atlantic Council, and Dmitry Alperovich owns the company that started the whole Russians hacked the DNC thing, CrowdStrike. Look up, this is all in the book. Uh, you know, again, hat tip to Denise for making this Biden connection. I somehow missed this. And I'm, I'm in the show notes today, uh, if you go towards the bottom, you'll see a piece that puts this together nicely. Then underneath it are pieces, again, from left-leaning sources to show you what I'm telling you is not fabricated. Underneath it, you'll see an article about Joe Biden's son joining the board of Burisma, a Ukrainian company involved in natural gas. You'll then see Biden's trip, a Mashable article that covers Biden's trip to Ukraine just days later. Look, you'll see I have them lined out. Read them. You can't miss the fact that, again, do I have a smoking gun email with Joe Biden saying, hey, Hillary, you need to influence Pinchuk to get my son on the board of this uh, gas holding or or Biden reaching out directly? I don't have that. I'm just telling you there's deep, deep, deep conflicts that are indisputable. Mm -hmm. The conflicts are indisputable. Why aren't they under investigation? And then Farkas, who admits to the whole thing. Hey, we had all this information. We wanted to leak it out to the Hill, but we just didn't want anyone to know where it was coming from. Uh, maybe the Ukrainians you were dealing with? You were only the Deputy Secretary of Defense covering Ukraine. And she admits it on MSNBC. Stunning. Oh, by the way, she's a non-resident fellow at the Atlantic Council, funded by a Clinton donor, the same council that a, 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 the guy who runs CrowdStrike, who analyzed the DNC computers, the same council he sits on too. This thing stinks, man. All right, does that Joe? Did that make sense? Yes, it did. I was aware of the uh, the, the Biden article, but I hadn't connected it. I either had I, thanks to Denise, I'd missed it. Biden, Ukraine, kid. Special job. 
Ukrainian donor, Clintons, Ukrainian donor, council, council, all the people that sit on this council, people who sit on are deeply involved with the Russian collusion nonsense. Oh, man. All right. Um, I have another really terrific article today up at the show notes uh, from Matt Palumbo. For those of you out there, uh, the liberals, again, who email the show and they're telling me how you know, Obama, Obama's responsible for the Trump economy. Matt has a great debunk this piece on the website today. It's under the debunk this section. It's also in the show notes today as well. Showing to you how the CBO estimates of the Obama economy were far lower and how Trump far surpassed them. So how exactly Obama is responsible for the Trump economy um, is beyond me. The CBO is estimating 2% growth. Trump's going to hit likely well over three or at the three mark. So Obama, the Obama economy, the left-leaning CBO, which uses left-leaning economic metrics, predicted a lower standard of growth post-Obama. Trump surpasses it and they want to credit Obama. Give me a break. So Matt has a really good article. Uh, check that. Yeah, it's just typical leftist nonsense. Um, all right, I got well, one more. Man, how are we doing on time? Because I really want to get to All right, we're good. About 10 minutes. Okay, this is, yeah, this is important. Um, today's show brought to you also by our buddies at Brickhouse Nutrition. They were one of my first sponsors. I think they are the best young nutrition company on the market today. They have some terrific products out there. I usually talk about Field of Greens, but today I want to hit the dawn to dusk. Uh, listen, if some of you have busy lives, like a lot of you do have busy lives, some of you are busier than me, you're out there working all day, 10, 12 hour days. It's exhausting. It is. By the end of the day, I'm ready to just lay down and go to bed. I am out. Dawn to dusk is the product for you. There's a lot of issues out there with these energy drinks and these energy pills and some of this other stuff out there. And then it, it gives you a spike in energy for a bit. And then you hit the couch and you can't even be like, I can't move. You're so tired. You hit the, you know, these hills and these valleys, right? These guys figured out a way to time release this stuff with a really terrific blend of energy and mood enhancing ingredients. It is the best energy product on the market. The people I know who buy it love it. The emails, I haven't gotten emails in a while about it only because I've been talking about field of greens, but I know when I talk about it today, I'll get a lot of emails on it because people love this stuff. It's called Dawn to Dusk. That's Dawn to Dusk. Please give it a shot. If if you're a working mom, working dad, CrossFitters, military, law enforcement, you need to be at peak attention. It's terrific stuff. Dawn to Dusk. It's called Dawn to Dusk. It's available at BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. That's BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. Okay. Uh, I wanted to point out again a couple of things. You know, when I... I, I think we've been pretty fair with the Trump team. And, yeah. you know, when it uh, when we think we need to speak up, we speak up. And when we think uh, he needs some applause, we give him that applause. Mm-hmm. I think he did he did something. Uh, he, his strategy, I'm not a big fan of overseas intervention in the Middle East. Well, let me just be clear on that. But I, mm. I'm, I'm talking strictly today about his communication strategy afterwards. One of the things, Joe, liberals have far surpassed us in, in tactical, political strategy here, mm-hmm. is they do this they move the window strategically. So what they'll do is they'll take a exaggerated response Mm -hmm. to a policy issue and accept a less exaggerated conclusion. That was their conclusion from the start. (laughs) So what they'll do is they'll say on immigration, they'll put out in some left leaning state like Maryland, some real wackadoodle kooky liberal on the far left. will put out, Let's legalize everyone on the planet to come to America and give them a million dollars in tax dollars to set up a business here, regardless of background, right? Yeah. All right. That's a little extra hyperbolic, but I'm trying to make a point. Mm-hmm. They move. They they go so far. And they'll, they'll, it'll usually be a guy or a woman from a extremely radical congressional district somewhere in you know far left like San Francisco or something like that. That will never, ever be subjected to like a serious primary fight. So there's no penalty for saying it. Mm. Mm-hmm. So they move the window all the way to the left. They go, give everybody citizenship. Let, sit- let non-citizens vote in our election. Let 12-year-olds vote. <laughs> what happens then is it resets the window for the argument, Joe. So it makes people who are still radical far leftists seem more reasonable. The yeah. people who then come back, well, well, this is all strategy, by the way, by the left. They, this is not by mistake. They act like they're calling out their radical, radical far left brothers, but they're not. This is all a strategy. The, the only radical ones, not the radical, radical ones, go, Joe, we can't legalize everybody on the planet and give them a million dollars. But let me be the voice of reason here. My suggestion here is let's just legalize all of South America and give them $100 in transportation fees coming. And everybody's like, oh, okay. 
That sounds great. And even moderate Republicans are like, well, it's either that, Joe, or we radicalize or we uh, or we excuse me, we, we subject ourselves to the radical, radical left. And we have to give everybody in the entire planet a million dollars to come here. Right. Right. Because rhinos are really stupid. They fall for this trick all the time. You see where I'm going with this show? <laughs> Reset the bar for sane arguments so far to the left that even kooky far leftism looks sane because it's not kooky, kooky, far, far, far leftism. They are genius at doing this. Trump has entirely turned that around. He is the first Republican with a pair who does the same thing to them. I've said yes. this to you over and over again, where he takes this radically conservative position well i'm not even gonna say i shouldn't say that brad i don't mean radically i'm some of them are actually common sense i'm actually falling prey to it myself he takes an actual conservative position that rhinos are afraid to take but he resets the argument from the far left back towards the middle you know we're gonna build a wall and we're gonna kick everybody out who doesn't believe who doesn't belong here that's actually a pretty rational sane thing okay you don't belong here well you should go back we're going to build a wall to secure the borders. Okay. But no Republican wants to say that because they're afraid of the media and they're big wusses. Trump isn't. So what happens then? He may get 50% of a wall, 75% of a wall, and we may get more aggressive immigration enforcement. But you only got it because even building a little bit of a wall and deporting anyone, Joe, was considered insane before. Right. But because Trump reset the bar for normal conversation, mm-hmm. he has effectively trolled the left. This guy's a master troll. Why am I bringing this up? Because regardless of your feelings about the serious strike, mm-hmm. he did two things this weekend that were just uh, that were that were genius. First, he sends a tweet. In a tweet about the strike, he tweets, show a perfectly executed strike last night. Mm-hmm. Thank you to France and the UK for their wisdom and the power of their fine military. Couldn't have had a better result. Mission accomplished. <laughs> <laughs> You know where I'm going with this. You don't think Trump knew that that was when Bush wrote Mission Accomplished? You don't think for a second Trump didn't know that that liberals, Mission Accomplished, Bush (laughs) said that, Trump's crazy, Mission Accomplished. Listen, Mission was accomplished. It was a limited strike to take out their chemical weapons factories. They did it. They're gone. Goodbye, see ya. And Trump knows, Joe, ah, double barrel, middle finger to the left. I'm going to stick it right in your face. He's trolling them. He's basically ignoring every... He's setting... He's moving the window farther and farther to this I don't care what the media says argument, making it safe, this is my point, mm-hmm. for other Republicans to go to the media, Joe, ah, double barrel middle finger for me too. Yeah. Nobody else had the cojones to do this in the past. One more thing. Mm-hmm. He said something in the press conference, uh, Mattis and uh, Dunford, that I don't want you to miss. This is very important. Instead of like being a big wuss with the Russians, yeah, there was some conciliatory stuff. I mean, listen, I don't want to start World War III either, no. especially over Syria. But he said something against that that I don't want you to miss. That was the biggest like Nelson Muntz to the Republicans you've ever seen. <laughs> Remember him from The Simpsons? <laughs> yeah. This was a Nelson Muntz moment to the Russians like I've never seen. You may have missed it. He said it was Dunford and Mattis both hinted at it. They go, yeah, and we hit these targets. And by the way, the targets we hit were in heavily guarded airspace. Why did he say that? Because who's guarding the Syrian airspace for them? Oh, the Russians and their ground-to-air missile system? (laughs) Their ground-to-air missile system is crap. And believe me, Dunford let them know that. Oh, yeah, by the way, Russians, you guys had those, was it S-400s and those those ground-to-air missile systems that were going to take our bombers out if we hit you in Syria? Here's what happened. (laughs) No, thanks. You missed every single time, you goons. Don't, don't think for a second that wasn't a, you know, the the backhand is like, yeah. if you're a guy, another guy backhands you, is there any other, there's no bigger insult on the planet. The slap is bad enough. The backhand is even worse. That was a backhand to the Russians like I've never seen. And again, he knew the media wouldn't like it. He knew the media because that's just how the media are. They want Trump to be this cool, passive visitor. He doesn't care, Joe. He basically goes, to the media. I hope that Assad gets my message in a bomber 
Yeah. Oh, in a bottle. They got it. Yeah. Believe me. Yeah, and that wasn't a bottle. What a bobber. Like you said, the app, they got them. Trust me when I tell you, yeah. Putin was watching that. Oh, yeah. I'm not a war hawk at all. I'm just telling you, I'm trying to make the point that he has stolen the Democrat strategy of making bold, pronounced statements, which creates a safe space to steal the liberal term for moderate Republicans who are like big wusses and are always afraid of the media. Mission accomplished. You think he didn't know that was going to bring back memories of the Bush thing? Of course, he'd said it anyway. And then he comes out and goes, oh, yeah, by the way, that airspace you Russians were protected. Yeah, nice job. We just flew right through it. No problem whatsoever. Thanks. Have a nice day. <laughs> but I said it. <laughs> Always reminds me of that the Simpsons episode. You know, Nelson, but we, where Bart falls out of the tree and breaks his arm after he says that. Nelson feels bad. He goes, but I said it. <laughs> That's Trump. All right, folks. I hope that today's episode makes sense. I know it was a little complicated. I promise you, if you read the show notes and if you listen a couple of times, it will all come together. Biden has deep, deep problems with this Ukrainian relationship. Now that the Ukrainian relationship to the Democrats in passing information on Trump has come out, the Bidens are terrified. They have to be. The Bidens need Mueller to make this all go away. Fascinating connection. All right, folks, thanks for tuning in. See you all tomorrow. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. Get more of Dan online anytime at conservativereview.com. You can also get Dan's podcasts on iTunes or SoundCloud. And follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino.